episode that I just had with Victor? Yeah, it was actually really nice. Uh, the Mickey Mantle discussion, like, I think that was much needed. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that are confused about that. But boy, I don't know about you, but, um, you know, I was saying I was pretty confused after all that. But I don't know how much of it's confusion and just sort of uh, rethinking a couple of things, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's It's definitely like... This hobby, there's a lot of different um, like uh, opinions on things, and the collectors more so determine things than, let's say, like coin collecting and stuff like that. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think you're right about that. We got a few people joining. We got Lucky K in the room. We got Hockey Guy, Big Unit. Good evening. Yannick is here. You will need a part two with Victor. I know, right? I know, I know. Terry, hello again. Terry's winning the Sports Cards Live Hockey Pool right now. The fantasy hockey draft um i'm in second place though i don't know how today went kick down what up what up <laughs> all right so we're so you know you've joined me a couple times on here before charles and you've actually pre prepared a bit of a presentation looking at some cards hockey we're looking at some hockey cards tonight and how some values have changed because last time you came on you showed us how some hockey card values had had increased or decreased from before the Gretzky sales to after the Gretzky sales in December. And now we're going to go a couple months later and see where some things are at. Is that right? Yep. It's uh, it's a uh, cards that I've been tracking on eBay. All right. Good stuff. We got Bobby in the house again. Of course, Charles, Bobby, he's, he, I don't know if he stays up later than you, especially on Carlos's night, but, uh, yeah. but Charles is a, is a, is a night owl as well. Facebook user, please put your name in the comments. So we know who you are, but great to have you. Tiger, thanks for joining again, buddy. Great to have you as always. Chris Carter says that was a good show. At the same time, I was buying a bunch of rookie cards, but not really rookie cards on eBay and comps. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yes, LOL, no doubt. I'm I, that was exhausting. It was a great show. Hey, Charles, like it was great. Victor is very well thought out, very logical. He's a very logical thinker, and he's really good at not applying his own bias to where he's trying to go. I really respect that in him. And he, he just takes a real, you know, like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A, uh, an academic approach to it. And I think that's what, what we need. So I think that's really cool. We got hockey con back. Glenn Scribner doing well. Chris Noel, welcome back. Of course, I'll say hi to you. So yeah, that was, that was quite the, quite the show. Like I said, I'm a little, I'm, I'm tired. That, that was a tiring show. My brain was working really hard trying to, run the episode but also understand what we were doing and processing some new information some of the comments that came in were were just yeah. top-notch in terms of challenging me and just my thinking so i really enjoyed it even though it did tire me out a little bit so but um okay so there's a couple of things i want to do tonight here charles i'm glad we got started on time um i want to go through your presentation that you have i want to uh this is totally off topic to everybody but I showed the pack of Opeechee Baseball 83 that I opened up uh, that I bought from Mike at Eastridge uh, just a couple of days ago. I bought a couple more things there that I wanted to show, and I may or may not open, but I bought some packs just because they were cool. And I know it's Michael Jackson, but it's Michael Jackson. Yeah, Bobby, there's a bit of an echo because of uh, Charles's mic, but we, we, we got it to be as low as we could before we came on. So hopefully you guys can just sort of deal with it. Um, but it's, I don't think it's that bad, but there is an echo and we are aware of it. So apologies for that. 
It's not you, Bobby. Bobby has his own set of technical difficulties when it comes to live streaming. He doesn't need ours layered on top of his own now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I bought this pack, this pack of Michael Jackson Opeachy because it's just a cool pack of cards. Anyway, I bought that. I may open it. And I bought these things off of Mike too. I don't know what they are except for what it says, but they're called rock cards. I don't know if anyone out there has ever seen these things before. But the wrapper itself is a hologram. The whole wrapper is hologram. They're, it's kind of neat. I don't know if you guys can see that. Even the back has holograms on it. Like it's it's a neat pack. So I didn't open this, but I do have an open pack. I want to show you what these are. Totally off topic, uh, Charles, but like there's a Vince Neil card. I'm into these music cards right now. I, I like music, right? So I'm into some music cards. Vince Neil. Like a David Lee Roth. Like that's that's vintage David Lee Roth, right? Who's that? From Winger, Paul Taylor. Like we're talking 80s glam rock type of stuff here. Anthrax. Tom Kiefer from Cinderella. Anyway, I bought these packs. I bought like 17 of them because he had them. But I just thought that, yeah, thanks, Chris. Early 90s music cards. I, I know, I know. Thank you. Thank you. I, but I, I, there's something that I never saw before, and I just think they're neat. And with the way things are going in the hobby right now with people venturing out into other things, I thought, you know what? Music's cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check out these cards. And uh, I have an old Ripem. Ripem says big unit. I may. Brian Kingsley says great stuff. Cool. Where can you find them? Probably on eBay. I, I saw them some packs on eBay. Pet rock cards. Not, yeah. Rock card. Yeah, they were pretty cool. Don't be paranoid, Bobby. Don't be paranoid. Seb says, Charles, with all the vintage card prices double and triple, does it make you change your want list? Um, well, mainly the cards I'm after that haven't really been affected by all of this. But yeah, for sure. Because um, especially as a, a kid, you have to start being like, okay, this is starting to get a, a bit excessive. So uh, yeah, I definitely have had to change what I want. But at the end of the day, I still want the cards and uh, the ones that are climbed up in price, I still want those. But yeah, overall, it's it's definitely changed a lot. Yeah, no, that's a good answer for sure. It makes and I think that's probably what most people like. We still want the cards. Some of them have just become too expensive for us now, and that's just that goes for pretty much everybody in the hobby, except for maybe a handful of people where money is no object. But yeah, uh, Terry Fortune, back from the days when Jeremy had hair. Yes, I had I had hair, guys. If you would have seen me. In 19, I, 1993, 92, 93, 94, I had hair that went halfway down my back. So uh, that's no lie either. I, I had a full head of hair for a while, but then it just then it just left me. And I, I've been sporting this hairstyle for many, many years. Uh, there is another set of metal bands that has band logo holograms. Cool. Tiger Jordan. Those are awesome. Love the anthrax tapes. Yes. Saw, yeah. Brian saw anthrax back in the day. Glenn says, I saw Tom Kiefer 20, in 2017, still great after Cinderella. I mean, Cinderella had some great tunes back in the day. The rock cards on eBay boxes were $20 to $40. There you go, guys. 90s hockey collector, good evening. Glenn, I currently have hockey here because of COVID. Yeah, I went into Maple Leaf Sports, which is in another shop in Calgary owned by a guy named Darren. And Darren's always had pretty nice hair. He's kept his hair pretty cool. I went in there, it's like, I it was, it was hilarious. Darren, if you're watching, I'm sorry, but the hair is pretty funny right now. Okay. So the other thing that's totally off topic before we get into what you have is I also, I bought this at Eastridge the other day too. Some of you will recognize this. It looks 80s and it is 80s. 
well, it's from night. It's from 1990 something, I think. Pro set superstars, a whole box. Look at what I paid. How could I not buy it? How could I not buy it for 15 Canadian dollars? That's basically you can't buy lunch for that. Okay. And uh, anyway, so I bought this and it's sealed, but I bought two of them. So I'm going to open it. I'm going to open it. Whether I do it tonight while we're chatting, which is probably what I'll do. Maybe I'll show a couple cards as we go. But I do want to, uh, I do want to get into your report, Charles, because you worked hard on this. You've actually got a presentation, and I'm really excited about it. So we will get to it in two seconds. All right. Sounds good. All right, Tiger Jordan. Would all those raw cards be considered rookie cards? <laughs> good question. A timely question. Time. We're not going <laughs> to go there, but timely question, Tiger. Seb says, not 80s van, but I bought 80s tops horror movies cards recently. Yeah, I mean, all this stuff is starting to uh, to rear its head now. Like, people are looking for all sorts of ways to, to zag outside of sports and find the next thing that's going to be hot. And I don't know that 90s pro set that I bought for 15 bucks is ever going to go get hot, but it's still cool to pull cards of music, of bands and, and music musicians that you loved growing up or that you listened to. Like, why not? To me, we we love sports, so we collect sports cards. If you love music, what do you collect? Vinyl, maybe? Maybe concert tickets? Maybe concert t-shirts? But why not cards? Anyway, so I find myself looking that way. Hockey says, time to pull the vanilla ice rookie card. I think he <laughs> might be in there. There's another Yo another product that was like the same format pro set called Yo MTV Wraps. This is the non-wrap version. Glenn says, can you send me some of the cards? Brian says, rip on, okay. And good evening to Sports Cards, uh, Sports Card 613. David says, I used to love Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah, Garbage Pail Kids are still a huge thing. <laughs> like, not rookie cards, but Rocky cards, maybe. Very <laughs> clever. Seb, very clever. Bobby Burrell, Jay Lee Breaks, new podcast coming. I can't handle another podcast, guys. <laughs> Kick down, buy the singles you want. Never rip, never rip. I love it, but I'm going to rip this. I'm going to rip this box tonight. And not really as as the main content because that would be rude. We got we got Charles here who's got some actual important and good content for us. So, Charles, in a minute I'm going to turn it over to you. Oh, oh there's Victor Vanilla Ice Rookie would be epic to have. There you go, Victor. There you go. Good to see. You. I'm glad you're still with us. Okay, so Charles, I'm going to turn it to you. Charles is going to share his screen with us, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna go from there. So let's see what what you've got because I'm really interested. And Charles, I'm going to basically let you present, okay? Okay. Because you've got control of the screen. You know what you're talking about. I'm going to sit back. I'm listening to you. I'm going to open some packs, and I won't interrupt you with showing you what I get. But in between, I may show a couple of these cards uh, who are maybe some of my favorite bands or who I think people will like. And um, so I'm going to turn it over to you. As soon as you uh, share your screen, I will put it on, I will put it up for you, and you can take it away. For sure. Share right now. Yeah, please. All right. I'll wait until you get your other monitor. There we go. And here we go, guys. I'm going to remove the banner. I love it. He's even got a title page, SCL After Hours. All right, Charles, over to you. Yep. So basically, these are just eBay sales that I've been uh, tracking over the past couple weeks. And this is some data that I've gotten. So these are, these are the risers. This was an interesting one to me because this is a set that has a lot of oddball rookie cards in it that seem to sell pretty well, like uh, the uh, the Joe Daly uh, rookie card, which you had on your podcast. 
the Les Binkley rookie, uh, any goalie card from this set seems to be um, very rare. And so uh, on January 5th, 2021, and this is the raw copy of the 1968-69 Gary Bowman rookie, one sold for $30 Canadian or $24 US, which like, that's like, you know, that seems where it should be about. Then on, just recently, on February 19th, 2021, one sold for $265 Canadian or 211 US, which is a crazy increase. And I don't know why, to be honest, but what I do know is this is a very popular set amongst collectors and that and this is his rookie card. And um, both, 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 both cards were raw. However, the card that sold for less actually was sharper and had better centering. So I don't know what caused that. But yeah, so that's just one. Interesting. That's a guy I've never even heard of. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. He only played 30 games in the NHL. Um, why are you that, following that card? Why, are you, why were you even following that particular player's card? Because for that, for that year, there's a lot of goalie cards that um, like, like have a lot of value, like the Les Binkley and the um, Joe Daly. And so I was trying to like track down every goalie card from that year, especially like a, the 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 Dennis DeJordi. and I just stumbled upon this, and I'm like, oh, huh, that's pretty cool. Okay. And I mean, I'm always tracking Pelly Lindbergh stuff, so I had to share this. Sure. On December twentieth, twenty twenty, one sold for five twenty five Canadian or four seventeen U S dollars, which is, yeah, I mean that seems about right. Then on February seventeenth, twenty twenty one, one sold for nine thirty five Canadian or seven forty three US dollars, and this is his OPG rookie. And um, yeah, um, one of my favorite goalies of all time. Now uh, to note, he doesn't he have. Had... There were no tops cards that year, so he only had, he only has the OPG rookie. And yeah, that is true. Yeah. It's interesting that it went up by whatever percent that is. Not quite, not quite a hundred percent, but close to it. Um, but it seems to be, you know, in line with what we're seeing right now. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. What do you got? What's next? This one to me really, really stuck out. And I think I know why this happened. So Bobby will love seeing this. Mario Lemieux scoring leaders. OPG PSA 10 on December 28th, 2021 sold for $2,900 Canadian or, uh, 2,304 us dollars. And then on February 17th, 2021, which a, a lot of big auctions ended this day, by the way, um, one sold for $5,250 Canadian or $4,171 US. Um, and I think I know why this is. The Mario Lemieux rookie in high grade has become unattainable for a lot of people just with the recent um, prices. And so what do you think of when you think of Mario Lemieux rookie? Well, you think of his rookie card. And his rookie insert, and so I think that's why this this really shot up. And then the, the next card also proves that too. And this card, based you know related to the last episode with Victor, you know this is a is a card that is not a rookie card because it's number two sixty two in the set where the rookie card is number nine. So it's a rookie. It's clearly an R Y. It's clearly a rookie year card, but it's not a rookie card. Even though some people might. Think of it as a rookie card. We we don't. We being me, Victor, and probably yourself and a bunch of others. Yeah, it's definitely not a rookie card, but it was in the same set. So yeah, rookie year card. Sorry. Oh, and for those of you that are following, we got an MC Hammer rookie card. Oh, nice. Okay, keep going. 
So there was no PSA 10 picture of this that I could find, but so this just proves my theory of uh, the last one. 8081 Ray Bork record breaker rookie year card uh, OPG PSA 10. January 4th, 2021, one sold for 629 Canadian or $500 US. And then on February 7th, one sold for $1164 Canadian or $925 US. And so Ray Bork, while not being as good as Mario Lemieux, the same things happened. I mean, I think his OPG um, rookie PSA 10 hit over 10 grand. And so, again, it's the same situation where it's like, well, what's another rookie year card of Ray Bork? And I, I assume they just thought of this one. Yeah, I mean, and it looks like it's about the same value increase that we saw on the Pelly Lindbergh. And so it's kind of following what the hobby is doing. Nothing really special about this particular card, except that it's rare to find in good condition. Yeah, centering's pretty tough. But um, I'm actually, actually, I just, I just want to speak on that for a second because I was noticing that a lot of key cards that went up were actually going down. Like uh, the Yammer Jaeger PSA 9 uh, OPG Premier Rookie. It, it it it's going down right now, and, and I think it's because that um once uh once Yami Yeager um skyrocketed, a lot of people sent them to get graded, and so there's a lot of nines on the market, which is kind of diluting it a bit. Fair. Uh yeah, so huh. this 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 was a big sale. I think that this card's underrated still. Uh, the eighty five eighty six Patrick Wall rookie OPG PSA ten. So on February 11th, 2021, one sold for $12,883 Canadian or $10,235 US. And on February 17th, 2021, one sold for $14,384 Canadian or $11,427 US. So it's an average increase. But the key thing here, these dates aren't that far apart. They're six days apart. Yeah. So that was a really fast increase. And that that can that that yeah, it's a fast increase, but that can just be one day to the net. We see those sorts of changes all the time. So not surprised, and I don't think it's indicative of it going up in value or down in value, although I, I also agree with you, it is undervalued relative to some other cards of, of important players. But um, but yeah, you can see that 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 fluctuation doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 pretty on average. I just wanted to use that as an example. Uh, this one was pretty surprising too. 8283 Ron Francis rookie, OPG PSA 10. January 18th, 2021, one sold for $1,565 Canadian or $1,228 US. On February 17th, along with many other options that we're going to be seeing here, um, one sold for $2,543 Canadian or $1,996 US. And this card is so hard to find centered, but I just want to put it out there that both of the, I, I made sure both the examples had basically the exact same centering. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I remember I was watching that auction as well. Um, and I actually, that was the day that, that was the day that I did that special episode, uh, the auction, the end, auction ending watch party thing, which I'll be doing again when, when uh, PWCC has their hockey nights ending. Um, but we watched this one and yeah, that was a healthy price for that card. I was, it was glad Ron Francis deserves it. I think that was, I was happy to see it. Happy to see him get that kind of money. Oh yeah, for sure. And that card is so hard to find in good condition, especially with the, the right centering too. Oh, <laughs> I'm just looking at these, uh, these, these rock cards here and, uh, they're, they're like, you know, you ever want a shirts off card, you get a Billy Idol. <laughs> 
There's some the Doobie Brothers. I yeah. the Doobie cool. Brothers. I mean, classic '70s music here. Anyway, oh, Kiss. Here's Kiss without makeup, guys. Kiss without makeup. All sorts of stuff in here. Enough is enough. Annihilator, Linear, bands I've never even heard of. Sometimes, but I know I know Chris out there has heard of them. All right, next slide. Oh, Yari Curry. So this one, I'm gonna be honest. This one kind of surprised me. Not a huge fan of Yari Curry, but uh. The 8182 Yari Curry Rookie OPG PSA 10, January 23rd, one sold for $3,129 Canadian or $2,456 US. And then on February 17th, like a lot of other auctions, one sold for $4,540 Canadian or $3,563 US. And I mean, uh, he was on same line as Gretzky, so I, I, I. I think that's why people really appreciate this card. Yeah, and it's an important card for sure. That that's a healthy increase, but again, we 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 had seen increases in that particular time period, so not not surprising. Yeah, but uh, another thing about this card too, which people seem to um, underestimate, the front of the card is really easy to grade, but these have blue backs, and so yeah. whitening shows up really easily on these. Fair. I'm gonna. I want to show a Madonna card because Madonna's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I know we're. I know, guys. We're 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 sticking in rock cards with uh, with vintage hockey here, but um, that's what we do on after hours. <laughs> we just chill out and have a good time. How much? Chris wants to know how much for the uh, Billy Idol rookie card. I don't know. I'll have to. I'll have to look it up on eBay, Chris. No idea. No idea. But these are. These cards are neat. I don't know why they don't why music cards like this don't get much love. Maybe because it's Pro Set. I don't know. It's also fitting because we got Brian Gray who just bought the Pro Set brand coming on. Uh, I'll save some packs for when he's on next week because he now owns the Pro Set brand and we'll be bringing it back. So that's pretty cool. Need the pop on the Madonna. Need the pop on the Madonna. All right, what do we got next, Charles? The uh, yeah, the Stevie Eiserman uh, OPG rookie PSA ten. So, so in one month it goes from four thousand Canadian to sixty five hundred Canadian, which is like a sixty percent increase. What do yeah. What do you think? Why do you think that happened? I mean, it's it's a really hard year to find centered, and I mean, he's he's arguably the best rookie of that whole set. And I mean, everyone knows the set. It's got Chelios, Barrasso, Neely, you name it. There's probably a rookie in that set. That's that's uh, pretty good. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just an iconic card. Uh, Stevie Y was with the uh, Red Wings forever. He was, yeah, just legendary. He's back with them again now as their general manager. And it, it's it's a card that was underloved for a long time. Like you oh, could have yeah. got that card for $900 US forever. And now you you can't. Now it's a five thousand dollar card, which is nice to see. I'm glad to see it there. It's a it's a great card for sure. Oh yeah, it's awesome. I love that card. The next this one this one surprised me if I'm being honest, but also kind of not. Eighty four eighty five Pat Lafontaine rookie OPG PSA ten. Uh, one sold on December twenty third, twenty twenty for six hundred ninety six dollars Canadian or five hundred forty six dollars US. And on February seventeenth, one sold for one thousand three hundred seventy-one dollars Canadian, or, or, or one thousand seventy-six dollars US. So basically doubled. Yeah, basically doubled. And Pat Lafontaine, why I think it went up? He played on um, 
some different teams, but uh, like uh, New York, Buffalo. But he always had a, a very loyal fan base wherever he went. Yeah, for, for sure. Buffalo, the Islanders, wherever it was, he was he was a great player. He just a career cut short due to injury. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of yeah, that's pretty sad to see. But otherwise, a really great card. These rock cards are awesome. Like like what a like lot I got I got in the same pack. I'm gonna I'm gonna tangent here for a second, Charles. Okay. We got we got the Who. Okay, we got the Who, the band, Steve the Steve Miller band, one of my favorite music acts of all time. We got Luther Vandross, not one of my favorites of all time, but definitely a legend. Another MC Hammer card, George Michael, Lionel Richie, <laughs> and then they've got these historic concerts, like a this is neat, like a concert poster from a Jefferson Airplane concert. Kind of neat. Sorry, guys, I'm opening packs as we're doing the show. What do you what do you want from me? <laughs> I like this. Kick down. Madonna's better than Spider Man. If we can only get Gary V to say Pro Set Madonna is fire, that's hilarious. And Chris straightens me out, but Billy Idol isn't his rookie card. He has three cards in the set. Rookie card is number 187, and a PSA 10 is on eBay for $110. Well, okay, that's that's. thank you, Chris, for the stats. I appreciate it. Now, to everyone's happiness, I'm sure, let's get back to hockey cards, Charles. What's next? For sure. By the way, I I think that the cards you're opening are uh, are pretty cool. <laughs> thank you if if, if uh, you get a stevie ray vaughn message me i might want to get it off yeah uh, but, if i uh, get a stevie ray vaughn i'm gonna send it to you no problem oh thank you uh so yeah this, this is just like an average increase of uh, the mark messier january 26 one sold for twenty eight thousand one hundred sixty two dollars or twenty two thousand one hundred two us on the 17th one sold for thirty one thousand nine hundred twenty five dollars or twenty five thousand dollars us but what I always say about this card, if this had a, uh, a Topps version, that would just be incredible. I would love that. But that makes this OPG version that much more desirable. This is his only rookie card. Right. This is right. This In this year, the top, Topps just didn't go as high. And I think that's card number 289. Topps didn't go that high. They went to 264, probably something like that. Whereas OPG went to 396 and just had those extra players. So. Yeah, and and uh, as far as um, these numbers, I do want to say the one that sold for twenty eight thousand on the twenty uh, sixth, that one was top thirty percent on PWCC, whereas the one that sold for thirty one thousand wasn't um, wasn't uh, designated. It was just like a normal PSA ten. And here's a Madonna card where she's puckering, ready for the kiss. Yeah, Red Boy in the eighties didn't think about Madonna. All right, what do you got? Oh, Joe. Oh, here's an interesting one. The Joe Thornton. This is this is his this is his upper deck base rookie. It's not because he did have a black diamond card, which is much more highly pursued. But this card, look at that increase. If I can 221 Canadian, January 7th, so 40 days later, it goes to 899. It quadruples in value, Charles. Why did okay? Well, let me. Obviously, he's playing for the Leafs and he's having a good year. He's playing with Austin Matthews and he's the team is doing better with him there. Do you think that's that explains this value increase? Well, with Joe Thorne, I think it's a combination of a, a lot of things. Long, long-time San Jose player. Uh, he's played in two of the biggest markets, Boston and uh, Toronto. And I, I think he's done a lot better than everyone um, 
expected him to this year. Yeah, I I, I agree. He's doing better than I thought he would do there. It's nice yeah. to see. Oh, Blues Traveler. Blues Traveler had a card in this set. Can you believe that? I wouldn't think they would have been on the radar, but they were. That's wicked. I love Blues Traveler. Anyone else out there ever listen to Blues Traveler? Tell me I'm not alone. And then, of course, there's the good old LL Cool J. <laughs> All right. So that's the Joe Thornton. Yep. So What's next? next one. Oh, Ken Dryden. All right. Okay, take so, us through it. So this isn't this much of an increase, but I do want to say that I still think this is very underrated, especially for 71-72 and the, the notoriously bad centering for this set. Um. One on January 28th sold for 7,596 Canadian or 5,964 US. And on, on the 17th, one sold for $8,356 Canadian or 6,560 US dollar. But honestly, I think uh, Ken Dryden's career was very short, but the impact he left on the Canadians was huge. And I think this card has a lot more to grow. Well, and that yeah. fluctuation to me is just a that's just a normal fluctuation one auction to the next just depends who's bidding what time it ends whose auction it was those sorts of things so the the growth over those uh 20 days to me is not very significant you know the next one could have sold for somewhere in between i'm not sure but still nice it's i don't know still nice to see them the cards going up in value you know yeah, versus definitely. down couple comments here uh charles we're gonna run to a couple of these quickly uh ryan says when does 8081 tops surpass opg for prices so that would really only apply to the the ray bork rookie the wayne gretzky second year card that's really the only cards of importance that tops even had so i don't know if they ever do ryan i know on the populations of the tops are a lot lower on psa's website but more people want the Opeachy, so tough to say. Yeah, assuming it does eventually. I don't know that it does. Hockey guy says Thornton is more Thornton is more people are realizing how good he is. Yeah, look at his career numbers for sure. I'm not alone on on uh, being a Blues Traveler fan. Love John Popper for sure. David G says Blues Traveler. I'm definitely going to play their songs tomorrow now. Right on. I have a Popper autographed harmonica. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Chris says, looking at rock cards now on eBay, looks like it has album cover sticker cards. Yeah, that would be these rock. Is that these rock cards here or the pro set cards you're talking about, Chris? I'm not sure. I don't see any stickers in here or do. Oh, wait. Yes. There's this thing that came in the pack. I don't know if it's a sticker or not. Let me see if I can. Set. Oh, it is a sticker. Look at that. That's what you're talking about. Cool. Good to know. All right. Uh, thank you, Charles. Let's keep on rolling. Yep. This one. Okay. This one. This one was pretty cool to me. Uh, Whoa. Look at that yeah, game. So, Brett Hall, I mean, one of the best goal scorers for like uh, the, that uh, 90s period there. Um, really wish he had his rookie card with Calgary, but he's yeah. mo very more well known for the Blues. But. December 20th, 2020. So this was a while ago, I'll admit, but one sold for uh, $2,215 Canadian or $1,739 US, which is still good. But then on February 17th, 2020, one sold for $5,831 Canadian or $4,500. That would be 2020, February 17th, 2021, just to be clear. 
Oh, sorry. That's okay. It's okay. Just a typo. But just to be clear, because you're reading it out loud, just for people, because we this will be out on podcast also. So I just want people to, to be able to hear that. Okay, so February 17, 2021. So the card goes in December from 2,200 Canadian to 5,800 Canadian. Like two and a half times a value increase. You know, no reason except that the hobby is doing what the hobby is doing. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, for sure. I I think right now people are starting to look at more players from from this general time span and really think like, wow, we've been under like underrating this guy for a, a while. And there's still a, a couple um, guys in that category like Mike Bossy who haven't got quite the recognition they deserve, I think. But yeah, definitely Brett Hull, one of the best goal scorers there for a while. Okay, cool. Oh, before we go on, Charles, because here's a comment from Ryan. He says, pretty sure that the Brett Hull rookie is a Flames photo that they airbrushed the Blues jersey over. Yeah, that that's true. Definitely sounds reasonable. Does it, it? Yeah, can't say, I can't look at the picture and say that's not true. So could definitely, maybe Bobby knows. Someone out there might know. Well, uh, I can tell because look in the background, you can see um, a red jersey. Oh, look at that. Yeah, you can. <laughs> So All right. Then this one, I mean, th this this just speaks to how the hobby's growing because there's no reason for this card to go up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fair. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Dave uh, Andrewchuk was still significant. You know, like was on Buffalo. He was really good. He was like one of the better leaders, I'd say. But I mean, this just—I don't know. <laughs> and this was an increase in six days. So it's February 11th, 2021, one sold for $518 Canadian or $407 US. And on the 17th, uh, literally six days later, it sold for $968 Canadian or 780 US. And I wonder how much of that is just the PWCC effect, you know, where they get a lot of eyeballs. A lot of people only buy cards from them, wait for their auctions every month. So I could see that just being the, the again, the PWCC uh, premium buyer sort of impact. Uh, and it's, yeah, as I was just about to say, and as Glenn Scribner says, Andrew Chuck did win the cup in 2004 with uh, Tampa Bay, for sure. Yeah, that's oh. true. Yeah. Yeah. But still, there, it's going up in value. Yeah, that's a, that's a, the, the time the timeline Feb 11th to Feb 17th. I mean, if if the first one is December 20th or something like that, I would be like, oh yeah, that's just a hobby. But you know, it can still just be where things are at, right? Yeah, I mean, like uh, it's hard to say. Again, this year is tough on centering, but uh, yeah, uh, I think yeah, a portion of that definitely is the PWCC effect. But this wasn't like a top 30% card or anything. So it was just like a normal one. But but yeah, I, I can see how that definitely affected the price. But it still makes me think. Like, I think this card still went up. Oh, it, it and, and here's here's another LL Cool J card. But this one is nicer. You got a real nice shot of him here. For all you LL Cool J fans out there. So it's... And the only reason why I care about LL Cool J... Not the only reason. I did like his music, but... Uh, I have, a, I have a friend I went, a girlfriend from, um, you know, that I grew up with. And uh, we used to, this is this is just such a, a random comment I'm going to make here, but her name is Leanne. So I used to call her, her last name started with N-O-Z, N-O-Z. So I'd call her LL Cool Nas, and she used to call me LL Cool Jer. So that's why whenever I see LL Cool J, it reminds you of this one friend of mine from uh, that I grew up, still my friend, who I grew up with. And anyway, that's that. 
Randomness. If anyone out there knows where I knows where I came knows where I come from, you might get a laugh from, out of that. Okay, sorry, Charles. Next up. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, so I mean, well, again, this is one of those cases where this wasn't a very um, long time span between when these sold. So the Brian Trache rookie OBG PSA nine. There wasn't enough comps to go off the PSA ten that I know sold. But on February 17th, 2021, it sold for $1,994 Canadian or $1,565 US. On the on the 26th of February, one sold for $2,409 Canadian or $1,891 US. So that's a 25% increase just about in... Yeah, over like a, like a couple days. Nine days, yeah. And again, it could be a typical fluctuation. I don't know if it's a PWCC sale or not on Feb 26th, but um, okay, makes sense. And it's nice to see, again, another player who is underappreciated, I would say, by the hobby, considering what his accomplishments are in the sport. So makes yeah, good sense. Yeah, for sure. Sense. And this is the key rookie card in, in that set. So I still think this is very underappreciated, especially Bossy. I think the whole like 70s, 80s Islanders, that like whole team is very undervalued. Um, yeah, you've got Bossy, Trottier, you got the Billy Smith card from 73, you've Hot got bin. the Clark Gillies from 75, right? Oh, yeah. There's the Nystrom, there's some other players there too, for sure. <clears throat> Going to look at a couple comments here for a second, Charles. Uh, Adam Crawford says Hull had an 86 goal season in 1991. Pretty crazy. Gretzky and Lemieux's 80 plus goal seasons were in the 80s. Yeah, Brett Hull was well, he, he was he was the ultimate goal scorer in the 90s. That's for sure. Yeah, that's right. Trottier, there you go for name. Could some of these be pumps by investors? No, I don't. I don't think so. I, I think the whole hobby. If you're watching the hobby, Unlucky Breaker, um, you should be noticing that. Cards are going up across the board. And is it investors? I mean, sure. If you're buying a card for $2,000, it's an investment. Even if you don't think it is, it is unless $2,000 to you is like 10 bucks to me and you you know, you know, eat it for lunch. But I don't think it's pumps by investors. I think the whole hobby is, in, is being impacted by all the new people coming in, investors, collectors, equity funds, whether it's private equity or whether it's you know the 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 fractional interest uh, companies that are coming in, all sorts of reasons, all sorts of different factors are blowing up the values of cards right now. So pumps by investors, that's not the way I would articulate it, but I hear what you're saying. All Hall of Famers for sure. Uh, Chris says most of these are super high ranking career NHL points players. That is true. Or goal scorers, slab cards is where it's at. Very protected and limited. Yep. Brian says all basketball Hall of Famers have gone up, up, up. Hockey should follow. Yes, agree. And then Unlucky says I have seen some of that sell a lot, but when you do some research and they show that they have been relisted after they sold. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to. I agree. That, that happens all the time. It's just the way of eBay. It's just the way of, of, of eBay. Trachi has some crazy stats if you go look at them, no doubt. Okay, next up, Charles. And Charles, as we go forward with the rest of your slides, don't worry about reading the both currencies. Just stick to just stick to Canadian for now. Well, just in the interest of time, and we'll talk about the differences. Uh, oh, okay. I, I think this might be the last slide, but uh, okay, I'll, I'll no problem, no problem. Yeah, this is yeah, this is the last slide. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> okay. Sorry about that. We'll talk about your data sources, please. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, well, I used eBay loosely. I just, I scoured through that to find these uh, uh, comps, but then you always double check on 130 point to make sure that the cards actually did sell. So you are, so that's great. I'm glad you're doing that. Okay. And, and good on you for bringing up your, uh, your, your data sources and just being um, transparent with that. Okay, thank you, Charles. Uh, you know, Chris Carter says, uh, Jay Lee, you mentioned cards have been going up across the board, but as I mentioned to you in an Instagram message, the modern middle-level cards are going down in the last few months. Sure, Chris. Um, when I, it's, under, it's important that people understand. When I make the comment that cards are going up across the board, I'm, talking, I'm not talking about every single card ever made. And so that's, my, that's on me for, to, for not being clear. I'm talking about important cards. Important cards. I'm talking about rookie cards of important players that are maybe part of PSA set registries. I'm not talking about your artifacts, jersey cards out of 125 that I don't care about. And they're just like, who cares? You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're not, unless it's a Connor McDavid. Yeah, I can understand that they're not going up in value, but that that just is what it is. So. I'll continue to say what I say because it's how I, it's just who I am and how I say it. But, and maybe I'll start, I'll start qualifying it by saying not every card, but important cards are all going up in value. There's no important card that's gone down in value lately. And there's so many more cards that have become important in the eyes of collectors. Yeah. Uh, um, can I just add on to, uh, to uh, your comment there? So, so what I would say to Chris is that, yeah, there, there are a lot of um, middle level cards going down in like the past couple months, but there's also a lot going up, especially uh, like with like PMGs, like 90s inserts. There's a lot of mid-level cards that aren't going up. And I think that's just because the hobby's been not blind to them, but they haven't really given them the respect that they deserve. Paula Abdul, ladies and gentlemen, Paula Abdul. Um, yeah, it, right. I mean, not, yeah. Important cards are going up. And because if you're talking about your mid level, like you're not your high end, not your low end, but your mid end. So I'm going to use artifacts because I think that's what Chris Carter mentioned in his private message to me several days back. But those cards are not on the radar, right? I, I actually don't know anyone who really collects them that much. I'm sure player collectors for sure. But, you know, those, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. I've got nothing more to say on that. Um, okay, so a couple more comments here that we have. Uh, and Chris for some, explains, I'm both a collector and a dealer, and my $5 to $450 cards that have sold for years on eBay have tanked. You just have the wrong cards then, Chris, I would say. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're not, you, you, maybe the cards you have just aren't that desirable. That's all I can think of. Otherwise, they would have gone up in value. But I'm sure you have cards that, that have gone up, so you, you know what I'm talking about. Legacy greats is where the attention is. Agree. Markets getting smarter, moving their money. Agree. Ryan says, yeah, the seven, eights, and nines of some of the 80s rookies have softened in price in the last couple of weeks. Now, I'm not going to say that is what it is. I'm never going to look at a two-week period and give it any credence. A two-week period means nothing. I hear I've heard people say, uh, Dave Kaplan, a, a friend of mine and a viewer said, PSA 5 Gretzky's have softened in the last few days. That means nothing to me. You, yeah. you got, I mean, the hobby is volatile. Every card is volatile. You got to look at, look at six-month chunks, not two or three-day chunks, not two-week chunks. I'm never going to, 
analyze a two week change. Even in some of the some of the slides you had, Charles, where it's February tenth to twentieth, it's like I'd rather we were doing December to February. Let's look at at least yeah. a three month differential where things can actually even themselves out and find their balance. You're never going to find balance in a two week comparison. I'm not saying I don't appreciate the work you did, Charles. I do. I'm just saying you can't really look at a couple of weeks or a couple of days. Yeah, exactly. Here, Chris replies, as I know what you're saying, but a lot of newer collectors don't know that these middle cards aren't as hot as the media makes it out to be. Yeah, fair. Well, fair comment. That's all about just doing research. Exactly. You 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 can be a new collector, but you still, I think, have to do some research. Otherwise, otherwise, you're just paying for your education. It's like we say at the poker table. You can be new to the poker game, but we're not going to take it easy on you. You gotta you gotta pay to learn. You gotta pay to play, right? And you're gonna have to learn your learn your lessons. And in cards, I'm I'm more than happy to help someone avoid those mistakes if they know how to reach out to me. But if you don't, and you, or to reach out to anybody who you can trust in their opinion and guidance, but if you don't have someone like that, you're gonna learn the hard way, and that's okay. That's okay. All right, doctor says there are people selling empty cases with <laughs> custom labels that look like PSA. Now they'll even sell you the document to edit yourself, the same person. It's like, yeah, that's just, that's just low life right there. Low yeah. life. Ryan prices fluctuate all the time. Definitely. Brian says, Jeremy collect hall of famers and prospect studs and hope they make the hall right. Easy. And patience in the hobby is good. Yeah. I, I would, I would just add to that, Brian, collect players you like, right? If, if yeah. you know the sport, collect players you like, if you don't know the sport, you kind of have to follow the crowd and see what, who are the hot players who are the players that the experts in that sport think are going to become hot? If you want to put your money and you're collecting your hobby time into those sports and those players, but definitely patience in the hobby is good. For sure. Peter says, when you talk mid-level cards, there is also a massive variance in eye appeal. Yes, I agree hundred percent with that. Kickdown says, just report the report those listings. Yep. There, this is an example when collectors chase the money instead of cards players they actually like. At Chris Carter, Mike says, card market has never been hotter for secondary sales. Anyone who's been in this for a while knows this. Yeah, I mean, I, I watch a lot of cards on eBay all the time. And more now than ever, the buy it now are moving from my active listings to my sold listings before I've even had a chance. If, there, if it was a card I'm interested in buying, not just watching, more of them are moving to my sold, the sold page before I've even had a chance to think about buying it. And it's happening so often right now. And doctor says they're on eBay, Etsy. Okay, so that's those yeah. fake uh, PSA slabs or whatever. That's not good for the hobby at all, for yeah. sure. So Charles, anything else on your mind? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, here's a good discussion. Alexi Lafreniere. So this is, I just want to put a message out there to everyone. We can't label him as a bust right now. No, we can't. He's he's so young and he's on a Rangers team that they're 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 okay, yeah, but they're not like you know like uh, Toronto right now. So I think everyone's saying that oh sell now sell now. Just give him time. Just really just give him time. I think that's a great point. I'm glad you made it pretty, and I'm glad you just kind of came out come up, came up with that because it wasn't we weren't even talking about. But great point. A lot of people are worried about Alexi Lafreniere because of he's got what two goals and an assist now, maybe a couple of goals, a couple of assists. But hockey players can take time to develop. Not everyone comes out of the out of the gates guns a blazing like Connor McDavid did, 
and even Austin Matthews, right? Some players take a little bit longer. Joe Thornton, Joe Thornton did not blossom until like six, seven years into his career until he finally reached his, his potential and then he stayed there forever, you know? So someone who, like someone said a few comments ago, patience is good in this hobby. Patience with hockey prospects can be, can be important. Now, not to say he's guaranteed to become the next Crosby or McDavid, but it's yeah. too early to tell where how good he will end up being. Brian says it right here. It's too early to judge Lafreniere. Yeah. I agree. I think, as Charles so aptly mentioned, you can't judge him quite yet. You can be disappointed with his performance if you were paying 400 Canadian for young guns out of the gate. Sure. Yeah. You can be disappointed. But that's also on you for taking that risk at that time because you exactly. didn't know anything about the guy, right? So, and I said all the way along, I said, I'm not buying anything. I'm going to wait to see how this guy turns out. I'll buy, yeah. I said, I guarantee you, I'll buy it cheaper a year from now than I will today. Now, I might be wrong on that because a year from now is, you know, from when I said that in December, is still far away. And maybe by then, next season has started and he comes out guns a blazing. He scores four goals in his first game like Austin Matthews did. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. But I doubt that'll happen. And, but that's just, that's the way the hobby is hype on the rookies early on. People said the exact same thing about Jack Hughes and look how he's turned out. Yeah. Jack Hughes is doing fine now, right? Yep. Okay. Hattrick Hero says, love collecting Brodeur, myself, everything else. Love getting into the right collector's hands. That's a great attitude, Hattrick Heroes, right? Player collector, obviously, collects Martin Brodeur, the winningest goaltender of all time in NHL history. And everything else, he wants to move to the right person. That's the that's a great way to be in the hobby. Kudos to you, Hattrick Heroes. Unlucky says, I actually love the hobby at the moment. A lot of cards I've been wanting have been popping up that didn't get listed for long periods of time. Problem is, my wife and my wallet aren't fans. Well, your your biggest mistake is telling your wife what you're doing. Yeah. Unlucky. Like, like change the password on the bank account. First, my first piece of advice. <laughs> All the wives out there are like hating me right now. Uh, Chris says, I'd actually love to be able to buy these empty cases. Okay, I don't want to talk about these these empty cases because it just pisses me off. So I'm glad we're aware they're out there. Be on the lookout. Don't get fooled. Yeah. There was a card I was looking at that sold in, in like five minutes of being listed. Yeah. Feels, but yeah, it happens all the time. It's happening all the time now. Ryan says, all sorts of oddball cards popping up on eBay lately. Stuff that I haven't seen for... Yeah, because there's more money in it, right? People are now motivated to sell a lot of time. Glenn mentioned the Sed the Sedins, superstar yeah. players. They're twins. If anyone doesn't know, Henrik and Daniel Sedin took five years to, to hit their peak. Right? Makes sense to me. So did Todd Bertuzzi. I mean, Todd Bertuzzi went out very ungloriously, but yeah. he was a stud player for a long time, and he didn't hit his peak till like six, seven years in as well. That happens. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then there's guys like a Yakupov who came out. People forget Yakupov in like his, his first year. He got 40 points in 60 games. He did awesome, but then, then right down the drain. Well, then he flaked and left the legal, left the left the continent altogether. I think, right? Yeah. Now he's playing in the KHL. Yeah. Uh, Unlucky says Panarin being out doesn't help Lafreniere either. And I wonder about this comment because when Panarin was in, he wasn't helping Lafreniere either. So it might actually give Lafreniere more ice time. It could. It could actually have the opposite effect on Lucky and help him. Oh yeah. It could. It could. By the way, some, I think someone mentioned a Tom Petty. Now, this does have a problem with one of the corners, so it's not going to – it's hard to see, but it's got a little bit of a ding corner, but pretty cool card. I feel like I've seen this one before. That's a Maybe really it's on good one card. of the sides of the box. Nice. And then someone did ask about the Vanilla Ice rookie. Well, there it is. I don't know if it's a rookie or not, but there it is. Nice. And to me, the word rookie, 
Uh, I guess no, maybe not. Because you got rookie rookies in like the in the army and the air force and all that. I was gonna, I was gonna say to me a rookie implies an athlete, not a musician. But <clears throat> I don't know. Is that does anyone have any uh, thoughts on that? Can it's a rookie like card year. truly apply to a non-sport card? Like, is there such a thing as a rookie Spider-Man card or the rookie Batman card, or do we just use it because it's cards, which is fine? Just wondering. I would argue, uh, first first card, like uh, just like not like rookie card, but just their first card. Yeah, agree, agree. Peter says Lafreniere might have benefited from a year in the AHL. Yeah, very fair. Brian says, any thought on the best players for 20 to 21, 2021 young guns, both of you? Not me, really, Brian. I, you know, it's, I'm just not a young, I don't buy young guns until the players proven themselves. For the most part, I wait. I wait till they prove themselves because too many players just don't pan out. So, uh, but how about you, Charles? You're more of a vintage guy, but do you have any comment there? Um, not really. I'm not really following the, um, the new 2021 young guns, but I'd argue, uh, I, I believe his name is Vitek Vanek. He's a Capitals goalie right now. He's their backup. I think that, yeah, his young guns is going for too little considering he was rookie of the month, but besides yeah. that, not really. As Brian, as you'll know, and anyone else who's new, I mean, on, on this channel, my, myself, I'm ne I'm pretty much never going to make, you know, recommendations on yeah. players to buy based on their future performance because i'm not an nhl scout and it's yeah. just not where i where i thrive and enjoy the hobby i don't enjoy the hobby prospecting on young guns it's just not my angle so i can't really answer the question but i'm sure there are lots of others out there that can so i'm just going to leave it ben skoglin says minnesota wild on fire kiprasov is it Kiprasov or Kaprasov on fire? What What is his rookie card? I think there's a young gun as far as I know. Yeah, there is. Doctor says, I had the benefit of pretty much seeing most of Brodeur's career in person. That's like that. You are one fortunate person to be able to. Like, I'm lucky to say I saw Wayne Gretzky play live probably a dozen times, you know, through the 80s and a bit in the 90s, mostly in the 80s for me when he was with the Oilers. And like, I know a lot of people in the room can say that. That's pretty cool, you know. Charles, you can't say that, right? I got to see Mario Lemieux play. I got to see all those grades from those years, but I didn't. I don't think I ever saw Bobby Orr. I, I know I never saw Bobby Orr. I never saw. I probably saw Gordy Howe when he was in the WHA. I, I we had season tickets to the Winnipeg Jets when they were in the WHA in the seventies, and I went to those games as a little guy with my dad. So I probably did see Gordy Howe, but I didn't know what I was seeing. <clears throat> Colin, seen, oh sorry, no, go ahead, Charles. Oh. I have seen some legends play, though. I've seen Garrett Sparks play. <laughs> and David Ayers. <laughs> yeah, legends. All right. Uh, PSA 9 Gretzky currently at what? It's at 216 in extended bidding on Heritage. And the Bobby Orr BBG 10 is at 276, right where it should be. Right where it should be. Anyone who thought that was going for over a million bucks was nuts. I was. I, I don't think I ever said it because I just didn't didn't want to be wrong. But but, I I was thinking it was going to end around three fifty to four fifty. So I maybe it was even high at that. But that's thank you for the update, Colin. To see the Gretzky PSA nine at two sixteen, that's big. I mean, I don't think one had ever sold for over a hundred that I'm aware of. So two sixteen US. That's a big number. I'm, as you can tell, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm impressed. I'm happy. I don't own one, 
but I'm still happy to see it because I wouldn't even own one at the price it was at yesterday, never mind today's price. So nice to see. Wow. Hey, Charles, that's a big bump from December. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, is it crazy or is it what's happening? I mean, Michael Jordan went from 250 to 750 down to about six. So yeah. I'm not that surprised. Patrick Hero says, think we will find a lot of the hidden gems in the upcoming months with more and more collectors coming out, such as Gold Star Quests. Oh, that's a good question. I mean, yeah, I think the answer is yes. I think the answer to that is yes. I think we will. Yeah, those save your uh, money for some cards. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Star Quest is the die cut from Synergy, right? Well, yes, but it's a that oh. is sort of a oh, sorry. We're talking about uh, Star Quest was from Upper Deck choice i think it was called something mm -hmm. like that from like 90 someone will correct me 96 97 98 somewhere in there i'm not sure the exact year uh okay yes yeah, hockey guy says star quest golds are mostly locked up or buried in boxes long forgotten well those boxes are now being remembered that's what that's what we're getting at here kickdown says in basketball since the attention has moved largely to vintage mj kobe lebron there has been less attention on modern. Has Charles noticed the same trend in hockey with the recent spike in vintage? Great question, Kickdown. Thank you. Charles. Actually, yes. Uh, I know that because I have uh, a bunch of modern cards right now. And what I'm finding is people care a, a lot more about medium, like uh, mid-range vintage cards than they do about mid-range modern cards. So let's say like uh, a Brian Trottier is much more cared about than like a... Uh, uh, like a, a Barrett Hayton Young Guns, you know, which in which is very fair. I think, see, my why I like vintage is because one, there's probably less of them out there than the, the modern cards. Two, these guys are established; they're Hall of Famers. It's like if a raw Trotche rookie is thirty dollars, then I don't see how like a Lafreniere can be five hundred or four hundred. But that that might just be me. But that's why I like vintage cards. So I, I'm definitely seeing that. Okay, cool. Thank you. I'm going to show a couple of rock cards again, guys, just for fun. I got the Scorpions. They were big in my day. Another Madonna card, just because there's like five of them, but that's, I don't know, kind of a neat card, big headshot. And then, I don't know, this card, I just look at the pose and the outfit on Lita Ford, you guys. Look at that card. Like, that is 80s rock right there. Man, man, that what a, what a, what, a, what an image that is! And then I want to show um, you all know Jennifer Lawrence, the actress Jennifer Lawrence. Does that not look like Jennifer Lawrence? She's in the uh, the Hunger Games movies and all that. Charles, do you you know who she is? Well, that uh, look, that's, yeah, that, that I mean, look at that. That looks just like her, but it's actually Debbie Gibson. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I saw. Oh, Jennifer Lawrence? No way! Like it looks exactly like her. Jennifer Lawrence, like, I don't know if that can get any 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 clearer, but anyway. Okay. Bowman had a Jay-Z rookie. Yes, the Jay-Z card, oh. popular card. First year, I, I hear what you're saying, Darius. First appearance is a thing in comics. Yes, first appearance, first card. I like that designation better than rookie for non-sport. For sure. Yeah, those Canuck players you mentioned never won a Stanley Cup. Horrible hockey say. I think he's talking about the Sedins and, and uh, Bertuzzi. Yeah, the Canucks have never won a Cup. Yeah. Like the Lafreniere AHL card, is it really a rookie card? No. 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 First cards, like SI for kids cards. Oh, lots of cool. Yeah, I'm way behind on comments, guys. Apologies. Apologies. 
<clears throat> Let's see what else we got here. Can we discuss how the Mighty Ducks are pretty much the bad guys in the new movie? That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Uh, Mike at Eastridge. Mike, I don't know if you're watching, but I'm cracking this box right now. I'm going through it. It's fun. Look at the 90s Marvel Stan Lee card. Crazy prices as it is his rookie card. Yeah, I saw a Stan Lee card from 90s sell like for thousands of dollars. Like, what? What? Non-sport rookie cards would be their birth certificate. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> I get it. I guess it's pretty funny. Would a rookie card of a band be a rookie card? And then the leaders, the lead singer alone also have a rookie card example, David Lee Roth. Yeah. Good question. I mean, I like, I'm noticing I'm liking the, the solo card and the band cards when I'm seeing them in these packs. I'll show you some more of those. Well, here, I don't even know who these guys were, but there's a, they're called forbidden. I mean, kind of neat. You can't, it's a pretty dark card. Not, not the, not the nicest card ever made. That's for sure. But Still pretty neat, but uh, here, oh, I showed it. The Scorpions, that, that's a cool card. I mean, at least they're posing nicely and smiling. That's a pretty neat card. Uh, Doctor says, let me correct that statement. I've only seen his home game. Yeah, I, I got that for sure, Doctor, for sure. Why would an unlabeled, okay, we're not talking about empty cases. BVG10 still only got one day left. Let's hope it goes for over 500K. Would love to see it crack that threshold. Yeah, I hear you on the Bobby Orr, but it's, it's sheet cut. It's yeah. not pack pulled. It's to me, it's a bit of an imposter. I don't consider it to be like other Bobby or rookie cards. It was cut from the sheet by someone other than somebody at tops decades later, most likely decades later to me, it's just not the same thing to me. And I'm entitled to that opinion, right? That's how I approach the hobby. Um, <clears throat> And if anyone out there feels different, that's fine. I'm not. I'm not going to say you're wrong. I'm just going to say to me, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it reach those levels. I think the, the 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 PSA nine copy that exists should sell for four times what the BGS ten copy sold for or is yeah. going to sell for, and it probably would, because investors with that kind of money and collectors with that kind of money are savvy enough to know that card. Something's off with it. It's just something's off with it, right? Yeah. I, I would hate to be the one that owns that card and have to sell it and. I'd be, I'd feel like I was misleading somebody if I didn't make it known, and I would that it that it was not that it was sheet cut and wasn't wasn't authentically pack pulled, which is how I like most of my cards to be. Yeah, uh, can I just speak on that for a second? Please. So yeah, I have the exact same feeling as you, and uh, and I, I'm I'm not gonna name who, but. Um, when it first went up for sale, there was a social media post and it's like, you can own like the rarest Bob your card ever. And I'm sitting in like my, um, uh, on uh, my couch and I'm thinking like, is this even a card at this point? Like you got a piece of paper and you just cut it. It doesn't then make it a card. It's well, I market it as like a poster or like a postcard. It's not a card. I mean, well, the thing Charles that I would say to that though, is that every, Bobby or card that got pulled once came off of the same poster, right? I so they all come from the same place. They're all born in the same place, but they're not raised the same. You know, no. they're not they're not presented to the public in the same fashion. But to me, it comes down to pack pulled. That's yeah. what I want my card to have entered the hobby the same in the in its natural method, which is being pulled from a pack not being preserved in a uncut sheet and then cut by somebody else. I want to know that my cards were cut at the factory, not in some guy's basement or in some guy's office or in some guy's print shop. That just, 
it's tainted to me. That card is tainted. And, um, you know, I, I hope the guy gets as much money as he can for it. It'd be great for him. But at the same time, I hope it doesn't crack 500000 because it doesn't deserve it, in my opinion, my personal opinion, not on behalf of the hobby. I don't speak for the hobby. I speak for myself. Peter Chow, the star quests were from Collector's Choice. Thank you. Uh, Hattrick, rumors have it more than half the set was burned in a fire. Makes it more rare. The star quest, yeah, that sure does. Um, yeah, the star quest golds are the ones most people talk about. Yeah, the star quest golds are out of 100. There's also green, reds, and blues that are not numbered that fall. I don't know if there's any different sort of uh, ratio, but uh, they're, or if they're all the same of the same um, availability. Billy in the house says, time to sell my Shanahan StarQuest Gold. I saw you say that a few couple months ago, I think, when someone bought a Patrick Waugh or something like that. Billy, but yeah, you'd probably get more. But why would you sell it? It's, it I would think it's got to be one of the centerpieces of your collection just based on the rarity and the importance of StarQuest Gold. So, But if you want to sell it, I'm sure you'll find a buyer no problem. Uh Chris says to Charles Hype, that's why it's $500. Yeah. I don't remember what card that is, but he loves the Scorpions. They're amazing live. Lita Ford, no doubt. Gregor is welcome to the show. Oh, boy, I'm way behind here. Got any Kiss Gene Simmons? No, but look what just came out of this latest pack. Bob freaking Marley. Le and he's a legend. He's in the Legends subset of the, of the set. That's a To me, this is a wicked card. Probably not a rookie. Probably had some cards in the 60s and 70s, but still a wicked card. Also got Led Zeppelin Legends. And in, in this would be an action shot in concert. That's pretty cool. I don't know how to even how to say these guys. Savatage, 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 maybe. There's a share card. Share's a legend. Law and Order. Oh, Janet Jackson wearing a suit. Another vanilla ice. <laughs> Look at this guy. Okay, I don't know what to make of this, you guys. Oh, wait, here's a cool one. I've never heard of this guy. I don't know what to make of him. Look at this guy. Like, look at the look at that. Wow. Wow. But here's you too. I mean, you can't go wrong with you too. They're legends. That's a cool card. Full band. I like that one. That's gonna get a top loader. That's gonna get the old top loader treatment from me. Glenn says, can you buy these rock boxes in a local store instead of high prices on eBay? I bought this box for $15 Canadian at Eastridge Sports Cards. They have a website. Check it out. Just look up Eastridge. Eastridge Hobbies. You'll find them. I promise you. Mike's in the room here somewhere, I think. <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shame Mike for a second, you guys. I'm going to shame him. So Mike owns a card shop locally here. It's literally on my way home from my office. I can, If I take the one route, it's on my way. I've known Mike for years and years before he even bought the shop. I invited him onto the show and he turned me down. Mike, you turned me down to come on the show. I said, why? How can you turn it down? It's like free advertising for you, you know, content. He turned me down though, guys. He turned me down. So maybe we can shame him into coming on one of these days. Sorry, Mike, but I had to call you out. The big unit. Good God, the Lita Ford, right? I know. There's a Kiss Band card. Don't think they have a solo cards. Okay, we'll come across it, I'm sure. Debbie Gibson was a teen heartthrob, no doubt, no doubt. There's a few Kiss cards in the set. A band card would be like the team photo. Solo cards would be the rookies. That makes sense, yeah. David Lee Roth was probably a solo artist at that point. Are those cards bricked or easy opening over there? Easy opening, kick down, very easy opening. Like, 
I've just been, I haven't been showing, but I like, you know, these are these old pro set plastic wraps and the cards fan out very nicely. No stickiness, but there's no real gloss to them either. Well, we're going to kick off with the Billy Idol card. Little white wedding action. Cool mode D, Europe, EPMD. <laughs> Speaking of teen heartthrob, female teen heartthrob, there's Tiffany. She was big back in the day. Hall and Oates. Like, what a wide range of artists in here. There we go. Ozzy Osbourne. Very cool. House of Lords, Sanctuary, bands I've never even heard of. But I know Chris has heard of them. Do people know it's cheap cut? Is it advertised in the listing? I'm not sure. Is it advert? I think it. I think it is, but I'm not sure. Can someone tell us that? Because I'd yeah. really like to know. Do you know Charles on the Bobby Orr uh, BGS 10? Um, I don't know a hundred percent, but from um, but from what like on people like uh, I'm I'm hearing from people, I don't think it is, but it might be on Golden. I don't know. All right, thank you. Uh, Chris puts it interestingly. Jeremy likes his free-range cards, not factory farm-raised cards. Well, I'll take that. That makes sense. Unlucky says they're all sheet cut, just cut later with newer technology, not pack-pulled is the issue. Yeah, that's exactly true. They're all sheet cut, but it's when, where, how, and by who were they cut that's important to me. Sharpshooter. Jeremy, do you remember those music pins from the 80s, and do you think they'll be collectible? I don't remember them. I don't remember them. Sorry. Brian's with me on the factory cut. Dave Kaplan, welcome. Mentioned you just a few minutes ago. I forgot what it was about. Oh, about the uh, the message that Dave sent me about the, the PSA 5. Gretzky's going down in value over a few days or whatever. And I mentioned, let's talk about a few months or, 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 or more, not a few days. But uh, anyway, welcome to the show, Dave. Always great to see you. You tended to get two to three. Okay, StarQuest stuff. StarQuest color has stars on the back showing rarity. That's good to know. Whoa, Colin lets us know that a Reggie Jackson PSA 10 is over a million dollars. Wow, 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 wow. Darcy lets us know he just finished watching with $2,000 on new hoops busted and 2000 in Donruss Optic Football and six boxes of Pokemon Shining Fit. Fates get busted. What doesn't fit sure is fun to watch. No doubt. Always fun to watch that. It's the second way you said sabotage, Jeremy. They're pretty good too. All right. I never heard of them. It's the great debate, says Hatrick Heroes. End of the day, it's a holy grail BVG 10. Unfortunately, don't know who cut it. Have seen lots of posts and no original owner have claimed to have done it. So who the shape is just a plus. Who? So, yeah, I mean, I, I saw a BVG 10 at uh, Jason Martin's booth at Expo for several years in a row, I believe, at $250,000. I'm guessing it's the same card. And Jason Martin is, is very well known as being someone who cuts sheets into cards and gets them graded and you know not, nothing wrong with it it's allowed is it for you or not so i would venture to guess it's probably he's probably the one that cut it and submitted it and uh, was the original owner and i don't want my cards cut by him i want them cut by the original company simple yeah. as that does michael jackson have any cards i haven't seen any yet in here sharpshooter but i'll be looking you can you can oh he what am i talking about Right here. Here's a pack of Michael Jackson cards. I bought five packs of these off of Mike at Eastridge the other day, too. I haven't opened them, but actually, well, this one is open already, so I'll open it again. No gum. This must be, oh, there is gum stuck on the back. Never mind. But the pack, the wax had definitely dried up. This is a pack of Michael Jackson cards. They all are him, and they all say, like, literally, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, Michael, just different colors and poses 
and that's it. Outfits and all that. But I love this one with the gum stuck to it. Yeah. And it's not coming off. Michael Jackson cards. He does have cards. He's got a whole set, a whole product on him. Uh, Chromag's hardcore punk band from the 80s. Thank you, Kickdown. Yeah, the Bob Marley was awesome. Chris Carter wants to know, Charles, in your opinion and experience, do vintage collectors like yourself collect and enjoy buybacks or is it mainly a gimmick for current collectors or both? Uh, so by buybacks, I uh, assume he means like um, what uh, what in the game was doing uh, a couple of years ago, and like uh, the vintage buybacks. Stuff like Maybe that. that or Upper Deck and their Opichi products. Upper Deck was buying cards from the '80s and '70s and putting them in packs as well. He could be meaning that too. Yeah, well, personally, I do like it just because of the fact that let's say um, you know, there's like a, a little kid opening some uh, Opichi packs and then he stumbles upon a uh, a Tom Barrasso rookie, which is like. A lot older than the other cards, and then he might be intrigued. You might be like, "Oh, who's Tom Barrasso?" And then he looks up, and yeah, it, it just it expands a new like dimension for them, like if you will. So I personally like it in that sense for sure. I think I think for vintage collectors, they're just there. You know, they already already have the card, or they just yeah. they'll take it in a buyback form, but only if it's in its natural form, like no stamp, no autograph right just in its its original form otherwise just stick with the old one would be my guess yeah uh peter chow i would bet no on the listing saying sheet cut yeah that's okay peter but let's find out because that's just speculation i'd rather i'd rather have some some actual facts on that particular topic because it does impact the the you know um who's it with is it with heritage i'm not i'm not so with heritage or heritage or golden it's not golden i don't think it must be heritage like and if Heritage didn't list it, that doesn't look so good on them. So Patrick says, boo, Mike, get on there. Yep, get on the show, Mike, get on the show. Doors open for you, Mike. Dave says, PSA 4s are down too. Yep, but as I said, Dave, I don't care about a card going down in value over a couple of weeks. I care about them. I care about the fluctuation over like at least three months, more like six months or a year. And I know it's a bit, you know, the hobby's fluctuating so much lately, but I don't give it much credence yet. Um, and not all fours are the same. So I'm not saying yeah. you haven't looked, but what did the four look like that came down in value? Never proven to be sheet cut. I don't believe it is mentioned. It's hard to prove, but you can tell by looking. Yeah, I feel like I can tell by looking at a card if it's sheet cut, you know, 90 times out of 100 type of thing, nine times out of 10. Also heard it's actually a pop one as it was graded twice, a 10 by Beckett and they never removed the other listing. I'm not going to give that comment any, nothing against you, Hatrick Heroes, because that's what you you heard, but I'm not going to believe that comment and because we just don't know. Ah, Glenn's buying the rock cards. Very cool. Oh, that must be my man, the mayor of Canada, Rich Barone in the house. What is up, my man? What is up? What is up? Good to see you as always. Do you get the whole set buying one box? I don't know. Probably. Let you know it's heritage. Thank you, Dave. Okay. I don't see yeah, it doesn't see sheet cut in your listing. So maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't care. Maybe it's not even on their radar. Who knows? Thanks, guys. No mention, no mention. Now we know. Now we got the facts. So, you know, I'm my my guess is that it is. But um yeah. ah, here we go. Now I have to reconsider an appearance since being shamed. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> Well, Mike, there's people asking for you. I'm sure. I'm sure Ryan O'Hara would love to see you on the show, among all the other uh, local Calgary collectors. 
Colin says no. No to what, Colin? No to what? Probably, no to what? Uh, Please. Pro probably the mentioning of the sheet cut. Ah, okay. Thank you if that's what that is. Estimate says 400000 on it. Thank you, Colin. Yep. <clears throat> well, I get, here's a Ted Nugent. Mike, I'm having fun. Oh, another. It's a double. Got a double on the Madonna. Another MC Hammer. Oh, a double on the score. Oh, a double on the Debbie Gibson. The exact same pack, I guess. <laughs> Mike, I want a refund. I just got the exact same pack twice in the same box. Yeah, just I, I'd be, just, I'd just be calling Pro Set. What's that? I'd be calling Pro Set for a refund. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I think Pro Set even has like their, their information on here on where to reach out to them for some prize or something. You could, oh, I could win a rock and roll trip to London. This is the first ever series. Win a rock and roll trip to London and other great prizes. Probably too late. And if I have time and the inclination, I might read all of that later on. Like the bottom's blank. The, top, the sides all have something on them. And the top shows a couple of card previews. Mike, you might sell out of this product now that I'm off opening a box here on, uh, on the show. All right. There's an Impel Rock card set that is called Metal Band. Yeah, I showed these earlier. If anyone just got here, I bought these packs from Mike too, these rock cards with these hologram, hologram type of wrappers on them. And I uh, got one pack open. They don't feel like the highest quality, like the fronts. I'll find that David Lee Roth again. It's my favorite card in the set. I must have put it somewhere else. Don't know where it is, but here, let's look at... Um, Let's look at uh, some, uh, Vince Neal. There's one I know, Motley Crue, Vince Neal. So the front doesn't, it looks kind of like it's kind of cheaply made, but the back doesn't actually look too bad. It's got a hologram on it made by Brockham, Brokham, manufactured by Brokham. And it's, you know, it even says, right, all these cards have this one line item right there. It says 1991 Motley Crue production. So they're, I believe they got licenses or the rights to all these different acts. So, the back is actually it looks like a higher quality card than the front does, but still pretty cool. I don't know. I think oh, there's the David Lee Roth. It almost looks like just like you painted on you just made it with crayon almost with the background and the border. Yeah, still kind of cool though. Kind of cool like, nonetheless. Yeah, it almost looks like a like a, a sticker to me or like a stamp or something. Yeah, a stamp. That there it is, a stamp. It looks like a stamp. You're right. I agree. I agree. Yeah, they seem the centering's pretty good. Impel is the is the brand. Ooh, not the back. Chris says both to the chat and hosts. Your opinions, please. In last in the last month, I've started to include a brief history of a card I saw on eBay. I pulled it, bought it at Expo, bought on eBay. Do buyers care? Honestly, Chris, I love it. I love that you're doing that. I care. As a buyer, I care. As a seller, I care. Certain cards, it's like if I'm selling you a card, I want you to know where it came from. To me, the provenance of the card matters. So that you are doing that, I give you humongous kudos. I love that you're doing it. I think it's awesome. And I hope I want others to follow. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. So yeah, I care. As a buyer, I care. A lot of people won't care. They just want the card. They don't care where it came from. As long as it's legit, they don't care. I care. As, as a collector, I care. Charles, what about you? Oh, I do too, especially because like, what I like to know is I would like to know like where all these cards came from, like from from the time it was pulled to now I got it now. If if I had that timeline, that'd be awesome. But that's really unrealistic. But the fact that that you're doing that, Chris, definitely that's a good thing. I I, I care about that. 
Yeah, and and hockey guy makes a comment. He says depends on the card, which is true too, right? If I'm just filling in, if I'm filling in cards for a set I'm collecting of a player I don't care about, but I need it for the set, which I'm trying not to do that often anymore. Uh, I don't really care where it came from. But if it's a card that is, you know, that is like a card that I'm gonna take a time and put it in my organization system and scan it and all that, then I probably care. You know, I think it's I think it's really cool. You know, for example, I bought I bought a few really cool items from Bobby Burrell, who may or may not still be watching, but has been on this show. He's on with Carlos regularly. He's you know hobby historian, author, all that. When I buy an item from Bobby, it's extra valuable to me because it came from Bobby. That yeah. that's important to me. So it also depends who's owned the card in the past. To me, adds some extra value. It's it's not mess, maybe not financial value, but emotional type of value importance value provenance value maybe that's the way to put it provenance value and if that turns into financial value so be it but definitely interesting interested uh for me i, I love the comment chris carter i love the comment i'm glad you do it um let's see here uh yeah if it's a commodity card most people won't care if it's a rare card people might care yeah fair i agree i agree yeah chris is always good at the card facts reports chris being hockey guy chris Oh, I see, but you're talking about Chris Carter. Yeah, I think it's important. I think it's important. Doctor says, nowadays, if it's from a pack, if it's from pack to loader, saved for a month and sent right away to PSA, the history of vintage cards whereabouts is much more interesting. I remember bringing them to park, friends house, yeah. It's like when I, I have some very old cards, like 1910s, 1911s, 1912s, 20s. I would love to, to, have, to be able to see the path that card took to go from cigarette pack where it came from or chocolate bar wrapper or gum pack wax pack to me i would love to see the history i've got a jackie robinson rookie the 48 leaf love the card i would love to know yeah. who owned it along the way i'll never know it's left up to imagination but how wicked would it be to know for a card as special as that or if, if you know a lot of people have one wayne gretzky rookie in their collection wouldn't you love to be able to go back and like be a fly in a wall or see that card get broken out of the pack and then where it went along the way. I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't, maybe I'm, but I sure would like to really yeah. would like to. So I think it'd be really cool too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I have about like 20, 30 Pelly Lindbergh rookies. I would like to know where like, where like the really beat up ones came from. I'm sure that like the kid who had that really appreciated it. The more beat up the card, the more story it has to tell, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So that that would interest me. There's a sting, basically a head on a black shirt, but there's a sting card. I don't know if it's a rookie or not. The Tom Petty again. This is kind of a good one. You got Sting, you got Tom Petty, you got Billy Idol. All like all legends. Another Debbie Gibson where she looks more like herself than uh, Jennifer Lawrence, but still a little bit of Jennifer Lawrence in there. New edition, if anyone remembers new edition. I think they're old Motown. Another Janet Jackson card. These cards are, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with these things. Not like I'm going to get them graded or put the set in a binder or anything. Probably just put them in a box and see if one day they become anything that they're coveted and uh, then maybe they'll be worth getting a couple graded. But some of them will be getting top loader treatment and going into my, my miscellaneous card collection. And uh, just to represent these acts, there's the Lita Ford again. I love that one, even though I was never a Lita Ford fan. But what a what a card, what a card! These are hilarious. I, I was gonna say, Jeremy, like 
I'll be glad to take the Vanilla Ice rookie cards. Those are awesome. Those are awesome, eh? Yeah. I have no problem sending you a bunch of these, uh, Charles. No problem at all. That'd be awesome. Thank you. A few more comments have have, uh, poured in here. Let's see what we got. Doctor says that's what adds the T206 Wagner lore is the history behind it, right? Yeah. That's a bit of a different... Doctor, that's slightly different because I think what you're getting at is the lore behind why it's rare. Either he wasn't getting compensated, so he had them pull his image from the from the from the production, or he was against kids smoking and didn't want kids to be lured into smoking by collecting baseball cards. There's a lot of lore there. To me, that's a little bit different than the provenance of the card where it went afterwards. But both are really cool to me. Really cool stories that can be told about a card <clears throat> for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. And uh, like uh, one 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 more example. Uh, you know the Abert uh, Corbo card, right? Like, obviously, from, like, 1923. Imagine being the kid who got that card and then completed the set and then got it all stamped. Yeah. yeah to get like... a typewriter or whatever, a pair of skates or whatever it was you were getting. Yeah. Especially if that kid could live to today. The Burt Corbo card, to me, it's kind of like, I think hockey collectors, we kind of got a raw deal that Burt Corbo is the rarest, like, pre-war card, whereas in, in baseball, at least you have, like, a Hall of Famer who was a pioneer of the sport and a first, a first, an, an inaugural Hall of Fame class guy in Honus Wagner, whereas in hockey, Burt Corbo's, I mean, I mean, maybe he was good in his day. I don't know. But to me, he's an absolute nobody, unimportant. The only thing he has going for him is he's got a rare card. I don't even want one. Like, would I take one? Sure. Would I pay for it? No. Like, does not interest me in the least bit because he wasn't an important player. At least today, he's not an important player. Uh, oh, I like this. So doctor says it's whereabouts have most always been known and and owners talking about Honus's. Yeah, because it's such a big card, you can almost track the provenance. So I, I get what you're saying now, doctor. You weren't necessarily talking about the you know the lore behind it in terms of why it's rare, but the owners. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Colin says it's Jim Hunt's card bought from Jason Martin. That's the Bobby Orr. Yeah, that's just what I figured it was a Jason Martin card because it look you know it looks. It looks like it's sheet cut as we, that, that's the that's the inaccurate terminology that we use, uh, more or less just not pack pulled, like post-production cut maybe. But I'm not surprised that, that that's where, that, that Colin is confirming that. I think Colin is confirming that. New edition, beat up vintage cards have more character, yes. I like seeing old school cards with the scratched off backs. You can see images you'll never see this day. Most are all scratched this day and age too. I think you're talking about like scratched off back. I'm not sure what you mean by scratched off backs unless it's cards that had where you were supposed to scratch something to see the hidden image, maybe. The famous people have owned the card. Yeah, I, I'm with, sorry, doctor. I got you now, got you now. Anyone make any purchase from classic auctions lots this week? I did not. Charles, do you make anything, any purchase from, uh, no? Nope. We'll see if anyone else did. Good evening behind the tanks, by the way. Wayne Gretzky owned the, well, he owned one of the T206 Wagners. That's true. He owned the, the PSA 8, that was the trimmed PSA 8, exactly, which even though it's trimmed, is still a very important card considering who's owned it, and it's the first card ever graded by PSA, those sorts of things. Pretty cool, pretty cool. And uh, Glenn says, same with the tennis legend cards are special to me as they used to play tennis and they are hard to find as well. Yeah, that's really cool. And dog, I think he only profited 200k off it. Who off of what? Jason? Oh, oh um, you're talking about Wayne Gretzky off the Honus Wagner, yeah. Yeah. 
He sold actually they sold it at auction and it was bought by Walmart, I believe. Yeah. And Walmart gave it away as a prize, and a, some postal woman from Florida won it, and then she sold it for six hundred and, or I guess Gretzky sold it for no, no, I don't know what Gretzky and McNall sold it for, but I think the I think the woman who won the card sold it for six forty or six fifty something like that. Bert Corbo, I'll leave the chat. I'll leave the chat. Speaking of sheets, I bought a 1966 Tops USA test uncut sheet from Classic Auctions. Yeah, I saw that auction. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. But what are you going to do with it, Tanks? Are you going to are you going to frame it up? I hope you're going to frame it up and display it, but can you like is that going to risk damaging the sheet itself? I wonder. Hockey guy, what was your best rock cards hit, Jeremy? I, maybe the Bob Marley. I don't know. I've still got half a box here. There's how many packs in this thing? I don't even know how many packs are in here, but it, it's 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 like at least 36, I would have to say. It doesn't even say on here how many packs there are, but I've got this many cards so far, guys. I'm just stacking them in front of me here and uh, still got a bunch of packs in here. Still got at least 12, seven here and another, uh, yeah, I got 14 packs left, 28, uh, probably 30 packs in here. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know what a good hit is. A good hit is a band. I like the U2 cards. I like the Lenny, uh, the, the Bob Marley was cool. Walmart toured it around to the stores. Yeah, as part of their contest, right? Yeah, I remember reading about that. That was pretty cool. Crosby, Stills, and Nash before they brought on Young. Kind of neat. It'd be cool if uh, Neil Young was on there too. Mr. Big, Giant, Dino. I don't know, something. Tina Turner. She's a legend, right? That's a neat card. Third base, Hoodoo Gurus. Another share. Share looking good. Pretty, pretty Boy Floyd and Sanctuary. Yeah. I don't really know what's a good card. I'm guessing there's nothing rare in here. I'm guessing there's no short prints or anything like that. Kids would probably love them at shows or Halloween. That's cool, yeah. Frame it for the office. I expected it to sell for at least double, but I guess there isn't much of a market for uncut sheets maybe. There can't be many of them around. Yeah, I think the market for them behind the tanks, for the most part, is for someone to get them, cut them, slab them, and sell them. I think that's where the market is because uncut sheets are like, it's like, uh, it's like, Charles, I think Charles said, it's, it's like a poster, which, you know, it, it's meant to be hung on your wall in your office. Otherwise, it's meant to be cut and slabbed, maybe. But I wouldn't do that. If I had it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I'd keep it in its uncut form and have it more as a hobby, like memento type of thing. And um, but yeah, congratulations on it. Pretty cool, but not a card to me. More of a more of a hobby relic sort of thing, you know? Yeah, hobby history. Yeah, I do know. I do remember Mr. Big. Uh, my other question is, what are people's opinions of getting an auto on a graded card slab after it's been graded? So <clears throat> I went through a period of time where I was going to do that, and I did it. I think I did it with a Marcel Dion rookie or something like that, and uh, I decided I didn't like it. I decided I just don't want my cards autographed or my slabs autographed. If I want an autograph of an athlete, I will buy, a, for the most part, a pack pulled autograph on a modern card or a buyback from like, you know, in, in upper decks so or peachy type of thing. But even that, I only, I only buy those for Dale Howard Chuck cause I collect him, but otherwise not, not interested in that Chris, I would rather just, again, 
have that card and then have their autograph separate. That's me though. <clears throat> Did you guys watch Logan Paul's Pokemon break? $40,000 a pack. I watched the first 50 minutes of it, uh, Costa, until I came on to Sports Cards Live. I saw he pulled in the third pack. He pulled he pulled two Charizards within the first like 10 packs. Really? Pretty crazy. Ken Golden was right there with him. He was passing the cards to Ken and Ken would look at the card and be like, well, it's perfect. It's perfect. It was pretty funny. Hattrick Heroes. There's a few hidden images. Yes, examples the 6162s. Has an if a woman and all, all underneath the scratch off back then. Really neat. Doctor, I'm up in the air for getting a Derek Jeter rookie card signed live graded because it has a giant seam from a fold across the middle. Well, in that case, I probably would encapsulate it if it's autographed and I just get a PSA DNA and don't worry about the card grade. That card with his autograph is still going to be valuable, even if it's got a crease right through it. So I would do that. Kickdown says, I'm glad that trend has gone down with the emergence of on-card autos. Me too. And behind the tanks, auto slab seems to be in fashion in the Pokemon world. Seems to be a lot of demand for a lot of high-end first editions with the Steve Aoki autograph on the slab. I don't know. That makes no sense to me. I mean, that's, that's a fad. That's a fad that it, I can't see that lasting. I can understand the artist's signature. Yeah. But not some random DJ. That not that he's a random DJ, but he's a random DJ. <laughs> yeah. Like, like would it make sense for you guys to send like you watch me? Many of you guys watch me on Saturday nights. Do you want to send me your card slab to autograph? Like that's the same thing. If you do, I'm not gonna do it. I I won't do it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but hey, if people are paying money for it, I can have my opinion and think it's ridiculous, but I'm not gonna judge you for it. Like, if that's what makes you happy, all the power to you. But I personally, for me, I think it's ridiculous. Here we go. Magic the Gathering has artist signatures on the card itself, which is really common. That makes sense. I got that. That makes sense to me for sure. For sure. Makes, makes no sense. Aoki has nothing to do with Pokemon cards. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like getting me. It's like, and like, it just makes no sense. Like, Charles, do you want to? Do you want to sign my share card? You know, like, what? <laughs> Kickdown, still not a fan. Don't alter my cards. Sign my jersey instead. Yeah, there, yeah. there. I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Release your first mixtape and then sign my Pokemon cards. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn says, I'm nervous about sending my McDavid Cup RPA as it could end up a bad grade. It sure could. Yeah, but I mean... The card is the card. If you have a cup, McDavid, if you have a cup RPA, uh, Glenn, I'd still recommend you get a slab, even if it comes back as six. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't like a speck of dust on my slabs, let alone a string of permanent ink. Yeah, me too. That'd be like having Wayne Gretzky autographing a boxing glove. Well, even worse, though, because Wayne Gretzky and boxing are both, they're both, it's all athletics, it's all sport. It's more like having Wayne Gretzky autograph your guitar. Like that makes yeah. sense, you know? Unlucky says, I maybe could see it if they developed a slab that had a specified auto place on it. That way you could always have the auto, but not mess up the card. That's an interesting concept. Slabs that have a place for an autograph. But I wouldn't want that on all my slabs because maybe zero percent of my slabs would ever utilize that space. I guaranteed zero would ever. I would never do that. Yeah. I would never tie the autograph to the slab. I'd rather it either be on the card if it's like an extra card. Or just, I want a pack-pulled card where it's meant to be autographed. 
Yeah, no. and 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 wouldn't the autograph block the vision of like the card if it was like a designated place for it? Yeah, where are they put it? Because otherwise, you got to put it on the back, or you got to make the slabs bigger, right? Yeah. Hey, but we're brainstorming here, right? It's, yeah. it's, something, it's something. It's something. Rip and flip says thoughts on HGA grading. Slabs look very modern, and surprisingly, resale value is very comparable to PSA. No thoughts from me really yet. Rip and flip. I mean, I'm. I'm one of the, in the minority, I don't like the slab. It's too busy for me. The the label with the different colors. I want consistency. I don't want the label to match the card. That's a cool gimmick, but that's just a gimmick, right? But it's, if that's what, again, a lot of people li like that. And I got no problem with you liking it. I don't like it. I'm not a fan. I also will stick with the industry leaders personally, mm. which to me is PSA. Why not just peel off, peel why not just peel a stick off a card and put it on your slab so you can remove it if you want? I don't get it. I don't get it. Sorry, hockey. Adam uh, says the grade does not matter on a card like that. I would grade it just for the authentic. Yeah, to do yeah, I agree with Adam Crawford. I would grade that cup RPA if you have one, Glenn, for sure. <clears throat> Brian Kingsley lets us know that Steve Aoki has his own 2020 tops baseball set. I don't agree with it. Ben Baller has a set as well. Yeah, this is tops capitalizing on what's going on right now but we have between tops project 2020 led to the ben baller set steve aoki and uh and that group opening up that coffee and card store in la has brought a lot like those guys have done four million dollars in business since october or september when they opened that's a big number right so they're doing business right they are celebrities so tops is just capitalizing and that's fine their tops is in business to make money so let, let them do it but in a couple of years Who's going to care? Yeah. Like they're, they're friends and they're customers. Uh, that's about it, I would think. Um, all right, guys. What does Glenn say? At least I learned something from Charles that maybe I should send my vintage Minto Peachy rookie cards. Yeah, from the, the values are getting up there for sure. For sure. Kosa says it's ridiculous how PSA and BGS prices went up again. I don't know if it's ridiculous. I think I think I think collectors don't like it, but it's not ridiculous. It's actually very good business, and they're only doing it for one reason. It's the only lever that they have right now to control their backlog. Right? They can hire hiring is another lever, but it's hard to hire right now, is my understanding. I think it's getting better. I know PSA has, has, has hired some people, but it's a it's the only lever they can have to slow down the base cards being submitted for grading. So. I don't think it's ridiculous at all. And I know that's an unpopular opinion, but the common, you know, the, the, the simple response is it's ridiculous. Well, is it? Because people are paying. People are paying it. And what they're trying to do is stop you from sending in cards that aren't worth grading, like a card that's worth under 100 bucks. If you want to get a card graded, you got to pay now. So you better send in the right cards. And that's, that's what they're doing. So I think it makes perfect sense. But I'm also a businessman. I work in business, you know, and I understand how businesses operate and this is the way that they're operating. Rip and flip. Forget what your, what our opinion was on, but I hope, I uh, hope it was a, something that you appreciated. So thank you. Anonymous Facebook user says Gretzky and McNall are famous for owning the T206. Would be cool to capture the autographs of the card owner somewhere near the top near or on top of the slab. I wouldn't touch the slab myself, but I understand it'd be cool to at least maybe have it. You know, maybe you've got a nice holder for the slab and you open it up and you can put in a couple of autographs here and there. I could see that. <clears throat> Waiting on for the Logan Paul Pokemon set. Yeah, I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure it's coming. 
Oh, but here, Chris says, doubt the company. Why would you doubt they want to be associated with him? He's bringing them huge attention. Although it's the Nintendo company, right? They're from Japan. Maybe they have different cultural ways of doing business. And maybe Logan Paul wouldn't, wouldn't represent their brand or their company the way they'd want. So maybe I could see that, Chris. I could see that. Yeah, well, uh, Jeremy, there were, I don't know if uh, you know this, but there's a lot of controversy with him in Japan because oh. yeah I, I i don't think i can say it live but yeah just look it up he he, he yeah he did something really bad in japan so, ah okay yeah. no thanks for i, I wasn't aware I'm just going to show you guys another one of these cards uh these rock cards or superstars music cards i call this the uh the cleavage version this is the belinda carlisle but i mean that's that's quite the card right quite the card put that beside your lita ford you got a nice a nice pair of cards. George Michael, no longer with us, but George Michael, a legend. <clears throat> Kids associate him with Pokemon now. Yeah, Costa gets it. Cool, Costa. Good to see you, by the way. Costa is another guy who would like to make sure that Mike gets on Sports Cards Live. He's a local. Behind the tag says, cracking open the Gretzky McNall slab would result in N1 on future submissions. N1 is one of their codes. I forget what it means. You don't understand Japanese business, Jeremy. Japan doesn't like to... Chris. First of all, Chris, you don't know what I understand and what I don't understand. Japan doesn't like doing business outside of Japan very much. Okay, fair enough. Kickdown. He'll have to do business in Japan. That's how they work over there. Why not just peel a sticker off a card to put in your slab and remove it if you want? Sure. Logan Paul is a drop in the bucket of the Pokemon fandom. I don't know if it's a drop in the bucket. I mean... I don't know if he's a drop in the bucket when he had 8 million people watch his video from last year. And the one tonight's probably had 5 million views already. By the time I left, I think it was at three, two and a half. <clears throat> I love the Clubhouse Facebook site when they break Leaf Century pop star cards, which they only do once or twice a year. And my biggest hits were William Shatner and Jamie Foxx autos. That is cool. That's very cool. All right. But yes, no, Chris, you're right. I don't understand business in Japan. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, it's but let me just say, sorry, Charles. How can how can Japan not like doing business outside Japan? Then why do they bother selling? Why do they have a offices here in, in the U.S.? Why do they sell Nintendos here? Why would they not like doing business outside of Japan? Why would they limit their market like that? So obviously they do like it because they do it and they make a ton of money from it. So. Logan Paul put the $400,000 Charizard PSA 10 on the map. Hate him all you want, but you can't deny his impact on the Pokemon hobby. Yeah, he's no, he's no drop in the tank of the Pokemon fandom, uh, Chris. No drop in the tank. No, He's no drop in the bucket there. Yeah, uh, what is it? Um, him and PSA have a deal now where whatever cards get submitted to to PSA from, from his breaks, they're marked with a Logan Paul pull. Yeah, the Logan like Paul yeah. break. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Doctor says it's Nintendo of America. They are different. Well, sure, but you're telling me they don't report back to Nintendo of Japan. I can pretty much guarantee you they do. Just like Panini America is different than the Panini Italy, but it all gets reported back to Panini Italy. So they're different, but they're the same. Don't don't kid yourself. They're different, but they are the same. Okay, guys, we're at the hour forty-five mark. Charles, I mean, it's been a pleasure having you. Thank you for your report earlier. That was awesome. And um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get you back in, you know, maybe in, in the next quarter or so, something like that, and uh, get some updates. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll look at some other cards as well. So that, that was definitely pretty cool. Um, any Anything else you wanted to discuss or talk about before we uh, call it a night? Um, no, not really. Just I always appreciate being on and I appreciate the, the viewers for watching right now. Don't forget to like and subscribe, of course. We don't know what it does, but apparently it helps the algorithm somehow. <laughs> as I like to say, if you've enjoyed the video tonight the show tonight please hit that thumbs up button and if you have not enjoyed the video if i've offended you in any way sorry not sorry and please hit the thumbs up video the <laughs> thumbs up button anyway I, i'm kidding i'm kidding guys i'm kidding uh doctor says really why would they mark the label as something special what's different with him opening the box than versus you or me well nothing but you can do that doctor um bgs offers it as well you can put whatever you want on their label they will put it on there for you if you pay them for it. you can put the, i can put the jeremy lee collection on every card I send to uh, PSA if I want. It's just something, it's just a little bit of added customization that is available. So it's, uh, it just is what it is. And, and, and then at the same token, it's like, why not? You know, but there's nothing special except that they're, they're doing it because it's, it's event related, which is what it is. And it, it's, it's provenance related. Logan Paul is probably the only human besides the greater that's going to touch that card. So, there's value in that for some people. I have to, you know, I I, yeah. I won't say I have to think. I know, there just is. There just is. Oh, sorry. Didn't mean that one yet. That was ahead of me. That popped up. Need to get Charles to step up that backdrop game after seeing Victor's tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, we're not, don't even listen to talk about mine. Uh, <laughs> rip and flip. Colin says, Honus Wagner, authentic. Is it two and a half million? Wow. 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 Behind the tanks. I think custom labels are part of the experience for collectors or non-collectors being part of the break. Yeah, for sure. Doctor, thought you said they offered it to him, whatever. Whatever doesn't bother me. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't know if they offered it to him or what happened, but it was probably just done as part of the promotion. And yeah, like we said, you, you can do that too. You can do that with PSA or BGS if you want. <laughs> don't worry about the Japan comment, uh, Chris, but at the end of the day, you're, you're, you're right. I don't, I've never done business in Japan. I've done my I've done business in Hong Kong, Singapore, Singapore, uh, Kuala Lumpur, uh, in Indonesia, where's Kuala Lumpur in Indonesia, I think, but I've never uh, done business in Japan. Thank you, Chris, very much for joining. You had great comments and questions tonight, guys. We're going to wrap it up <clears throat> past my bedtime. Yeah. Charles is, uh, much younger than me and two hours uh, east of me. So it's, but I won't say it's past your bedtime. You're a bit of a night owl. So that's all right. But guys, if there's any final comments, hit them, hit us up with them right now. Otherwise we're going to, we're going to end this episode of after hours. I thank everybody for joining us. I forgot to have the after hours banner up after your presentation. So I'll throw it back up there for the last <laughs> few seconds of the show. Malaysia. I, sorry. I knew it was Malaysia. Sorry. Uh, thank you behind the tanks. One more rock stars pack for the road. All right, why not? One more rock stars pack for the road. Thanks, Costa. Appreciate it. Good to see you, man. Well, good to see your name, I should say. All right. Ooh, ooh, we hit what I think is the best card in the product so far. First pack, first card up. John Lennon. Ooh. And that's a good card. Like he's holding up the peace sign, right? That's a nice picture. Almost a full body shot on it with a nice architectural building in the background. That's pretty cool. It's not gonna, it's not gonna be a gem mint card. It's got a bit of a some sort of ding at the top, but very cool card. Jimmy Pay. Was it Stevie Ray Vaughn you were asking for, Charles? Yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughn. 
Haven't seen one yet. Maybe it's in the Joe Satriani. Had an Ingve Momstein got pulled out earlier. Oh, here's another good one. Carlos Santana. Ooh. Very cool. During the 90s. Rat. I remember Rat. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Tina Turner showing some emotion. Another risque sort of card. The Bullet Boys. I don't know that I've ever heard of them. These guys, I know the Goo Goo Dolls, they're pretty good. More 90s than 80s. It's a decent card. The Party. I don't know the party. I know the Tea Party, but I don't know the party. Is this some kind of boy band? San Diego born. Well, I don't know much about them, but there is there's some stuff on the back. I'll have to read it later. And then, don't know these guys. I'm sure Chris knows them. Dangerous Toys. Don't know who they were, but each of these packs also came with this 10 cent off <laughs> 10 cents, guys. 10 cents off your next purchase of superstars music t shirts, as seen in the Pro Set Gazette. The more discount cards you collect, the more money you save. See reverse for details. And then they also had this instant win game. Oh, you can open it up. Scratch the star. Maybe there's some value to these scratch and win cards. There's one in every pack, so I highly doubt it. Jeremy, uh, what I think for like the unknown bands, maybe they paid ProSet to have them put their cards in the pack. It's it's great marketing. Could be. Could be. Could be, for sure. Thank you very much, Costa. Mike Zier, thank you for joining us tonight. Hatrick Heroes, I got the joke. Give peace a chance. Thank you, Behind the Tanks. Classic, Dr. What does this say on the blimp? On it said legends on the blimp. It said le or legend or legends. It said on the on the legends. It says legends, just like the Jimi Hendrix has it. Also, so does the Led Zeppelin. I guess it's like a subset. Led Zeppelin says legends. Some of them said legends. No, they didn't all have it. Satriani when he had hair. Momstein. Yeah, I got Momstein earlier on. What year is the Rockstar product, Costa? Let's see if I can find it. I think it's ninety. It's 1991. It's, it's 1991. This is early pro set. Rat and roll. SRV is in rock cards. Not sure about this set. Stevie Ray Vaughan. No idea. who. You don't know. You don't know who dangerous. You know everything, Chris. You know who everything is. I'm old. I know all those hair bands. Right on, Glenn. Could have used that to make a phone call at a payphone. Exactly. Early 90s. Yep. What? No Jackal. I didn't see Jackal in here. Maybe I'll do one more pack and then we're going to call it a night. All right, Charles? Sounds good. All right. Last pack of the night, guys. I'm going to save the rest for when I have Brian Gray on the show next week because he owns the band. He owns the brand now. Another Led Zeppelin card. This is this is what I'm calling the half head card. You only see half of each of their heads. That's cool. Also, also says Legends. Jefferson Airplane. Tough to see them there. You can barely make them out. They're really small. Force MDs. I don't, I'm not familiar with Force MDs. Oh, here's a good one. Kiss in makeup. Very cool. The Gypsy Kings. They've been around a long time. Blue Tears. Never heard of Blue Tears. I've heard of Tears for Fears, but never Blue Tears. Oh. There's another U2. These ones are getting top loader treatment from me for sure. The Smithereens. 
I'm definitely familiar with the Smithereens. King's X. I don't know King's X. And I don't know Troop, but I know Trooper, but I don't know Troop. So there we have it. There we have it. All right. We're going to read the final comments, Charles, and we're going to sign off, everybody. It's been a great night. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Had fun. Let's see what we got. Behind the Tanks says, today I learned that the Prosec Gazette was a thing. I had no idea. I could only imagine how many articles pump up the value of their brand. Glenn says, was that the only rock set or are there other years? I'm not sure, but there's a M Yo MTV Raps. It's like a sister product. I may know a lot of rock bands, but these are ones I've never heard of. Calling a Twisted Sister Refractor. I didn't get Twisted Sister, but I love Twisted Sister back in the day. Oh, boy. They were one of my favorites when I was in like grade seven. They were all the rage back then. Only the one year. Next week, go MTV Raps cards. If I can get another box, mate, I kind of want to keep one of these boxes of each seal just because they're cool. The Kiss is probably worth the most money. All right, good to know. There's a 92 set. There we go. King's X is okay. They're probably with a lot of musicians. They're popular with a lot of musicians. Ah, interesting. How you know all this random stuff unless you're just really quick on Google, Chris? I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, guys, thanks, everyone, again for joining. This was fun. Charles, thank you so much. We'll be back next Saturday with more of the same, uh, yet different. Brian Gray, come back. It'll be a great chat because he'll have a lot of things to say about what's been going on in the hobby, guys. Have a great week ahead. Enjoy your Sunday, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you all next Saturday. Charles, hang tight right there. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.